0: What is own the do? Own the do is a mentality. I'm going to go through a number of topics that cover what makes up the own the do mentality. I'm going to start today with just one simple concept that I want to wrap your brain and what I've wrapped my brain around for a course of my life. And it's what I'd consider to be one of the key attributes of having the own the do mentality. Being a learner. That's what today's own the do mentality characteristic that I'm going to share with you is really going to be focused on. What does being a learner mean, anyways? You know, all of us come to the table with a certain amount of knowledge and experience that we can benefit others by, and we can also continue to grow and develop. I think being an own the do leader and community member. You will be someone that possesses a strong desire to learn. And that is a really simple concept, but learning implies a lot of things. So I want to go through four items today that will give you, from Matt's perspective, what it means to be a learner. So the first, it's actually probably the most difficult thing for all of us in any given point and any given context or situation in our life to apply, but it is the most critical because it's almost like a floodgate. If, if you can't open this floodgate in your mental model, then no matter what I tell you, the rest of this podcast, number two, number three, and number four is going to mean absolutely nothing. So the first one, which is again, the most critical is don't be a know-it-all. Now, as you heard me say that, who came to your mind? Was it someone that you know that you work with or you have a friendship with or you're related to that just seems to be a know-it-all? Every time you get into a conversation, they give off this you know, attitude. They give off this vibe that you're telling them something they already know. Being a know-it-all is exactly what that means. You don't have the ears opened. To learn, to listen. You don't have a brain that is willing to expand and be expanded by engagement and experiences. Being a know-it-all means you've already got it. You don't need more and everything in life has come to you and now you're ready to spew it out all over the world. I will tell you that is the most critical foundational element of being a learner is by not being a know-it-all. It It opens up the doors for the rest of these three items that are left to really become a learner. And I'll tell you, this is a really simple topic. I'm going to translate this back to a story myself that uh, I experienced and see if it resonates with you about not being a know-it-all. I am an avid CrossFit fitness trainer. I probably am more of a CrossFit junkie and thinker learner than i am even a person that applies all of the crossfit mentality to everything that i do but i will tell you that crossfit is one of those uh, fitness routines way of living lifestyles whatever you want to call it that really just gets into your blood and never goes away crossfit is something that has to be learned though it's not something that just naturally is easy it's not something that naturally fits in with the rest of your routines and the rest of your day and the the way you think, the way you eat, the way you train. All of those things are about CrossFit are difficult, but they're even more difficult if you believe going into your first day at a CrossFit gym that you already know everything, that you already have it figured out and that you're going to give 100% and you're going to make yourself better through CrossFit. My first experience with CrossFit was about eight years ago, and I stepped into a gym that one of my buddies was really doing on the side, and I went early in the morning, about 5 a.m. It was, you know, hey, we're going to hold a little workout. Uh, We're building a CrossFit community and want you to participate. Would you be interested in uh, working out? And I thought, well, yeah, I need to get into shape. I've been a little off the off the bandwagon for a period of time and thought I'd need to go back in, I, I chose to jump into it headstrong like most people that enter CrossFit. In fact, uh, I went in and uh, the exercise that they had, which was called uh, Workout of the Day, otherwise known as WAD, was something that was programmed to be three simple movements over a very short 10-minute period of time and would be for each individual to go as intensely as they can, doing the movements the correct way, functionally speaking. So it really came down to just a simple exercise like that. And I looked at this and thought, shoot, this is easy. I've got this nailed. I'm going to do it, and it's going to be no problem. What is all the fuss about this thing called CrossFit? Well, I kind of had it all figured out. I knew it all. I knew what I was going to do. I was going to go 100% as fast as I could, and I was going to win because I knew that in CrossFit, everything was competitive. I knew that CrossFit was all about kind of machismo in my world, showing off and being able to step away from the exercise and feel like I won, that I was number one in the workout. So the movements were really pretty simple. You needed to do 10 push-ups. Seemed pretty reasonable. 10 air squats and 10 box jumps. Now, simply speaking, I looked at this as look, I get off the toilet every day. That's an air squat. I get out of bed and get up off the floor. If I lay down, that's a push up. And a box jump is simply just a little bit more than stepping upstairs every day and doing it with two feet at the same time. So surely I didn't need to go through all of the motions and the training that the coach was trying to get us to go through and and really trying to, you know, display the right technical functional way of doing these exercises because, I mean, I did it every day. What was the point of me needing to do this? So as I proceeded, the clock started and I went just crazy as can be, as fast as I can be, doing it as much as I could, and I got to about, out of 10 minutes, I'd say about two and a half minutes into the workout, and I was exhausted, couldn't breathe, felt like I was going to puke, didn't have any muscles in my legs, they were all jello, could barely make it up to the 12-inch box that I was jumping on, started moving from great fundamentally sound push-ups to worms and looking like a worm crawling or a centipede as they'll call it. My air squats looked very solid in the first 10 to translating to really a hunchback whale coming out of the water, barely getting up in an upright position. And then, of course, my box jumps went to step-ups like normal stairs, and I couldn't even complete the exercises the way that I needed to. But that's because I knew it all. And I didn't really pay attention to the coach when he was describing the workout and the way to go about the intensity. Had I listened, had I learned in the front end by not being a know-it-all, I would have understood CrossFit much differently than I did after those 10 minutes were up. Now, I will tell you that recognizing the gap in my mind between what CrossFit was and what I thought it was before I walked in did not occur. And in fact, it didn't occur for probably a good month or two in my experience with CrossFit. But once I recognized that gap of where I thought things were and where they really truthfully were with the context of CrossFit exercising, it really allowed me to begin the next part of the journey. So as I reiterate, the first point of being a learner Don't be a know-it-all. You will prevent yourself from going through the craziness, the pain, the embarrassment, the unsatisfactory feeling of not accomplishing what you thought. If you can just let go of your ego, you can check it at the door, as they say in many CrossFit gyms, and you can become a learner in the first step by being someone that recognizes they don't know it all. So just don't be a know-it-all. It's that simple. Once you've done that, you've accomplished the first and most critical task of becoming a learner. Second and next in line of importance would be find an expert to learn from. You know, there are incredible, talented, knowledgeable experts all around you, and in fact. It should be your goal to search out and find that one expert that you think not only is smart, has what you're looking for, but also you can get along with, you can spend some time with, you can engage, you can study, you can experience things, and really just learn tremendous amount from people. When I was back in Oh, it was 2003. I mean, it was 15, 18 years ago. And, and I think the reality was I had established a network. It was really a great amount of professionals that were much older than me. They were much more uh, accomplished than me. They were probably 25 years older than I was. And I would watch them and I would learn from all the things that they did and even the things that they didn't do. But I really wanted to find someone else that I could get closer to. I could find out more about the details, the things that I was looking to accomplish. And at that moment, I was actually trying to find someone that was a self-made success story and, and someone that had achieved a level of significance and success that I had hoped to. And, and so I began searching out the people that I ran around with in the circles and found an individual that uh, really I had known for a while, but didn't know a lot about him. And his name was Leland. And, And I'll tell you, Leland is an incredibly accomplished individual. He and his wife have accomplished some things together as a couple, but also just Leland in his own world, before I even met him, had been so successful in the healthcare world. He had been a orthopedic PA. He had done lots of incredibly cool surgeries with some neat surgeons. He's, you know, done things on a small business level and grew a business into a, a really sustainable, decent-sized scaled company. He provided for a number of really cool things in his life through all of the ventures that he pursued. And he has a ranch in Oklahoma and just all the things that when I was in my early 20s, I looked up to and thought, man, this guy has it all together. Not only was he an incredibly successful guy, but he was a great guy. He had great relationships. He had a really deep faith. He really demonstrated the type of qualities in a person that I also wanted to learn from. And I found that's the kind of guy, at least when I was in my early 20s, that I really looked for from an expertise level. Now, I needed to build a relationship with Leland. And and so I began over the course of about a year, year and a half to get to know him in a much deeper way. We did some things together, spent some more time together, did some things outside of church, which is where we initially interacted and began to know each other and do things as families. And that really led to me exploring more, listening more, engaging him more and vice versa, and really just getting to develop a deeper relationship. That led to that type of you know, what I would call pinpointing, this is the guy I really want to try to learn from. And so to me, Leland, back at that one example, and you can apply this to so many things in your life, but Leland was that guy for me. You guys all that are listening and, and the ladies that are listening, the, the moms, the dads, the CEOs, the owners, the founders, you know, whoever you are, the person climbing up the ranks, you can go down the list of the type of listeners that are right now on the podcast and they're saying, who do I have in my network today that perhaps I've overlooked and haven't spent the time I need to to develop a relationship to find out what kind of expertise does the people that I know, what do they have? And what can I learn from them? I would challenge you to think to your network, the existing network you have today. Find what it is that you're trying to achieve next and go seek those people, develop those relationships, explore your ideas and interests, find their their success in life and see how you can apply that to your own situation. But to become a learner, you can't be a know-it-all. And then you have to find an expert to learn from. So for me, going back to Leland, I started a business and was looking for help in doing so. Leland was that guy. He had started a company. He had taken it through all the different stages of growth. He had already positioned it at a number of times for sale. He'd expanded. He did all kinds of things within that business. So to me, I needed to learn from his expertise rather than just learning on my own and stumbling more than necessary. So I spent time with him. He helped me set up my business. He helped think through some some things for me from a structural perspective in terms of where I would need to get started, how much I should invest, the type of structure I should deploy in the company. I mean, just a host of things that he himself as a sole proprietor started a company similar to the one that I was starting, and he really helped me through that. Now, part of the benefit was not just that you don't have to do it all yourself and you have to learn it all um, initially. It's you expedite your learning so that you can lead from a, you know what I'd call a place of experience that's not even yours. And you can take that experience from, in my case, Leland, and you can apply it to your situation to help you think through, think ahead, foreshadow what could potentially be happening in your company if you're starting a business. Maybe it's a job change in your wanting to consider a move and you need to go talk to someone that you know has recently been through a job change that has done it multiple times and have always landed on their feet. We all have these kinds of people in our lives and it's just seeking out those experts so you can learn from. Leland was my expert. He helped me through. I was successful for three years in this one company before departing and going to a different business and selling that off to someone else. But Leland helped me through that and it's his expertise that I relied heavily on in my first couple of years of that business. So finding an expert to learn from is the second step in becoming a real learner. First, don't be a know-it-all. That's the most critical, it's the foundation. Second, find an expert to learn from. Third, learn fast. I cannot stress to you the simple truth of learning fast. I'll tell you that it could be applied in corporate worlds, it could be applied in entrepreneurial worlds, it could be applied in family life, it could be applied in school life, it can be applied in sports. There are a number of things. I wanna keep it focused today, at least on the business side. I owned a company called Machines International, and at the time, It was very new to me, it was a completely new industry, new experience, I kind of stumbled into it. But Machines International was something that I knew when I started could be extremely successful if I applied the same concepts of being a learner. By first, not knowing it all, second, finding an expert to learn from, and thirdly, to truly learn as fast as I can through the people that I deployed in the business, through the vulnerability that I allowed to take shape in my management of the company, and I'd say even lastly, all the experience that I had gained in my life to that point allowed me to apply things in a much different way, and it helped me learn extremely fast. So I'll give you a quick example of this. When I first started Machines International, it was a company that um, was, in my mind, founded on the premise that I was going to help customers on the front end of the problem that they were facing and i would help them solve the front end of the problem knowing that that seemed to be the greatest opportunity that my company could help them with now machines international was a business that in essence provided manufacturing support and services to heavy machinery operators and equipment owners and what i found the company's greatest niche was in relocating, transporting heavy machinery for the customer when they needed to move it from point A to point B. That could be matters of hundreds of feet to thousands of miles across the world. But what I learned at the very beginning, because of not knowing it all, because of finding an expert to learn from, and because of learning fast, was that as the company began to do good work, I found out very quickly and learned fast that the greatest opportunity was not just on the front end, but it was on the entire soup to nuts process, point A to point Z, a turnkey solution that would help the buyer or the owner of a piece of heavy machinery or equipment not only get it moved from point A to point B, but to move it, put it back together, make sure it's running, fully commission the machine, turn it on, and then service and support the machine for the rest of the life for as long as I could potentially gain that type of relationship and business. So as my initial thought in the company was, let me just help them get that machine loaded and sent off to wherever they wanted. My lessons and learning of being fast in this came very quickly such that I saw so much more opportunity in actually being the company that transported the machine, that unloaded it at the new place, that turned it back on and supported it and serviced it. And that is how I applied in my business learning fast. That became a multimillion-dollar business over the course of five and a half years. And because of the the lessons of being a learner and this own-the-do mentality, it, it really is something that I want to share with you because so many of you are in the exact same situation in whatever context. I can tell you sports is an extremely similar environment for this as athletes you go into something and and you begin the plays and you be whether it's football it's basketball it's baseball you go in and you learn as quickly as you can about either who you're competing or how they're playing and you immediately adapt to the situation through what you've experienced in that quick learning through your people through the coaching through the plays and you adapt the game plan so that you can still have an opportunity to win the game if you're a mom and you're you're trying to take care of your kid and you're juggling multiple duties and household responsibilities and you have the various chores that you have set out your children to do at the same time as you're trying to accomplish the tasks that you believe, perhaps you're a stay-at-home mom and also have a part-time job on the side or even a full-time job on the side that you get the privilege of working from home. Doing all of these things requires you to learn fast. Where you can keep your kid occupied for 30 minutes when you go and do a task how to best organize your daily routine to not only help yourself but help your family function smoothly. All of these things occur through learning fast. Whether you're obviously someone that's an employee and you're working for a boss and and you go in and submit some reports and you hear quickly the kind of feedback that your boss gives you about the report, whether it's what you've communicated, how much you've communicated, the routine or the frequency of communication, all of that is something that gives you, and the own the do mentality when you possess this and you want to become a learner. You truly can learn fast, adapt, and move forward with even more value and even more fruit and even more success than what you originally anticipated. And that is part of being a learner. So the first of being a learner is don't be a know-it-all. The second is find an expert to learn from. The third is learn fast. And once you've applied those three things, then what I would tell you is the fourth, and it's natural, and it almost starts the cycle over and over and over over again and that's the fourth item and that's learn more. So what that simply means of learning more is once you've figured out you don't know it all and you go in and you 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 try to find that expert to learn from and then you actually do find the expert and then you begin to apply those things that you've learned and you learn fast and you quickly adapt then ultimately you're going to need to learn more. There is nothing new under the sun. However, each of us in our everyday routines need to think that there's always a way to improve what we just did. And as you do that, you will continue to learn more. The story that I have is really just quite frankly, it's it's the culmination of all my experiences at this point. Experience paved the way to profitability. It's a statement I heard someone, I I couldn't even quote who that was, but I will tell you, it has stuck with me ever since. Experiences pave the way to profitability. That was in the context of a company and a business. However, I think you could change the word profitability to a number of things. Experiences pave the way to purpose. Experiences pave the way to plans. Experience paves the way, I mean, you could go on, on and on based upon what it is that you want to apply this for. For me, as I've learned and learned more, I've been able to get better and better at what I've done. As an owner and an operator of multiple companies, I can assure you that each company that I have started after the first has only gotten better from the beginning. I had applied a learning, I had asked experts to help me, and as I learned quickly from those first two or three business successes, I've been able to apply that in all of my next ventures. You too have the exact same thing, at your fingertips, and it's in your mind that you actually have the power to learn more. You've heard the statement, "You know, old dogs can't learn new tricks. That's all a mindset, much like own the do mentality of being a learner, you can choose whether or not you believe you need to learn more, you want to learn more, and how much you actually continually learn. In fact, I would ask you this question. When's the last time you've read a new book from front to back? In my hand, I have three books that I just recently purchased that I have not started to read, some of which were new books and some are older books. The first is called Thinking in Bets by Annie Duke. and uh, it, It says making smarter decisions when you don't have... All the facts. This was a book that was written this year, 2018, and I think uh, it it will be very intriguing. Uh, The second book I bought was Competing Against Luck, Clayton M. Christensen The Story of Innovation and Customer Choice. Now, when I bought that book, there was something intriguing to me, and obviously that's why I I went out and uh, searched for it, but it's something that caught my eye. And now I'm going to just dig into it and see. That's a book that uh, I think has a lot of value for me. And then lastly, you know, I think this is one, it's a Pulitzer Prize winner, and it's one that um, dates back a couple of years, I would say, at least a couple of years. I'll mention it, and you guys can decide for yourself if you recall this, but it's called On Grand Strategy by John Lewis Gaddis. And uh, as I said, this is a Pulitzer Prize winner. There are three different books, three different purposes, three different times in my routine that I'm gonna have to build to be able to learn more through those books. That is only one way to learn and to learn more, but it's a choice that I've made. I've seen all the same things that you've seen about Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and how many books do they read on a daily or weekly or monthly, yearly basis. I actually believe in that, and I think it's very true, and the more people that I've interacted with that I've seen success come at their work and their hands, they also are the kind of people that I've found have learned more over and over. And they've read, they've taken in, and they've allowed that to absorb and soak into their own world, their own way of operating, and how they do what they do. So when you want to be a learner, there are four simple steps. One, don't be a know-it-all. Two, find an expert to learn from. Three, learn fast. And four, learn more. And when you think about own-the-do mentality, There is absolutely a fundamental foundation of owning the do, and it's taking action. And in this case, today's podcast is dedicated to becoming a learner. It is something you have to practice. It is something that you have to prepare mentally for. It is something that you need to check yourself in the mirror on a routine basis and say, do I know everything that I need to know here? And if not, am I going to find somebody that's going to help me through that? And then am I willing to actually apply those learnings as quickly as possible? And then the final, what else? What else am I going to need to get in this uh, process that I can become even better? So being a learner, don't be a know-it-all. Find an expert to learn from. Learn fast and learn more. Own the do mentality is all about what you allow it and make it to be. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. If it's up to you, own the do. So thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and review this on iTunes. Feel free to go to my website at www.matthewkmorgan.com. Tweet me, whatever it may be. You can find me on all social media sites, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and the like. So this podcast, this series, everything has been set up for you. So go on the do, make it all about you, and give me some feedback.